Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina. Happy to have you with us for a new week of Locked On Giants podcast. Today is Monday, August 16th. The Giants are coming off their first preseason game of 2021. They faced the New York Jets and they lost 12 to 7. And as I've been saying all along, if you've been following me on uh, Giants Country, it's not about the outcome of the game. It's about how the units perform, how the individual players perform. Well, today joining me on the podcast is my good friend, David Turner of Maverick Sports Consulting. He was able to catch the game. And David, for those of you who don't know, he's also a NFL scout or a right now he's in between jobs, but he has 16 plus years as an NFL scout, pro scout, pro personnel guy. So no one I can think of uh, better to come in and help me break all this stuff down. David does a great job. He was with me back for the senior bowl, for the draft. And David, my friend, so happy to have you with me. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to come on with me. Well, I appreciate you and your, your your fans and everybody. And just so you know, I'm not being lazy. I'm recovering from a surgery, so I'm laying down to do this. But, uh, you know, I'm here. I got to watch the game, and I'm excited to sit here and talk some giant football with you always always and by the way we send out our best wishes to you and just real quick david if if i could really quick before we get started i just want to send out my personal thanks to everyone um over the weekend if you follow me on twitter you know that my dog molly passed away on friday she went on her own terms which is kind of how i hoped it would happen and a lot of you were kind enough to reach out to me on twitter to express your condolences and good wishes and they are appreciated. I'm I'm getting over it. Um I don't think you ever fully get over losing a dog, but uh I'm a lot better today than I was on Friday. So I want to thank everybody for for their kind words and and prayers and sending me the little rainbow bridge poems, which by the way still make me cry, but um we'll carry on and and uh do what we need to do here on this end and to continue bring you good stuff here on the Lock on Giants podcast. All right, David, we got to start with the offensive line. Um, that was a big storyline coming in. What did you see from the backups? Well, actually, actually, let's start. They actually had the the starting offensive line. And for, I think, about three series, all but Shane Lemieux played that game. What did you see from that group? Where are we still concerned about that group? Well, the, the starting unit, I thought, played fairly well. You know, I wasn't as concerned with them. Uh, the backups I'm very concerned with was Slade, Barton, and Burton. Like, as soon as they got into the game, I was just like, wow, these guys are on roller skates. They were giving up a lot of pressure. Hedgy up front, I thought, played a solid game. He gave up one pressure. He was an undrafted free agent signing out of Florida at center. Um, I think he did pretty well. I know he gave up one pressure. There was another one that it was either him or the right guard that Gave it up. Um, I, I still don't know the blocking scheme well enough to know who met, who had that mental mistake there. But again, I think depth at O line is going to be a big concern for them uh, going through the season. An injury or two, they're going to be right up that creek that doesn't smell too good. <laughs> Indeed, and you know, I asked head coach Joe Judge during his Sunday video call, or actually audio call, it was. 
I said to him, you know, you're going to have to bring in these new guys. I mean, it's pretty obvious their depth is, is taking a hit. But let me ask you this. How, realistically speaking, how quickly can they get an offensive lineman up to snuff? Because, you know, I get it. There's technique and all this stuff. But there's also the matter of communication and, and just fitting in and just building that camaraderie and that chemistry. How difficult is that really? And and, and how quickly can that, that come together? Well, if Joe and Dave and the crew over there, Kenny and everybody identify they really need to get somebody, what you have to kind of do is go down the coaching tree line and see if there's a player that's been cut on the street or you can trade for that knows the system that you have implemented on your offensive line that they could come in and where it's less of a learning curve. It's always going to be a learning curve, but you want to gently introduce guys right now that might have less of a learning curve. If you can find them, whether they're, like I said, you could trade for them, they're on the street, or if at cut down day, they wind up becoming available. Um, that's, that's kind of where you look for right now. If you're looking for instant impact type players, if you're looking for players that are going to go on practice squad, groom a little bit, um, be the 53rd man on the roster kind of thing, you can give yourself some time and just find better athletes or maybe even better players. And then they have a little time to groom and grow. But I think right now the Giants would be interested in maybe somebody that could plug and play. And so therefore they have to look at who their coaches have coached before, who's been in the system style of offense and look intently, uh, maybe other NFL teams that run the same style of offense, a blocking scheme and really know those players um, very well. So this way they can move forward um, aggressively going after those players. Now, I know a guy you've always been kind of iffy about is Matt Parrott at the right tackle. Let's talk about his game and what you saw from that. I'm not a big pair guy. You know that. Uh, it's on my, he's on my, my cup of tea. I think he's too finesse. I'm a big mauler. You know, I'm a big guy who likes to be, you know, beat people up. And I don't want to, I mean, he was only in like three series, so I don't want to jump on him last, you know, as I, I still, I still think he has, a, he has to work on his technique. He has to work on staying square and, uh, you know, be stouter in his blocking, be more physical. I think he's a guy that really needs to be, he needs to get more nasty in him, you know, but for me. What about Will Hernandez? Hernandez, of course, making the flip from the left guard spot to right guard. Now, you know, he kind of downplayed it. He says, look, it's not as hard as people make it out to be, even though you're basically doing everything you would do on one side. Um, now you have to kind of do everything opposite. How do you think that transition? And, and I again, I know he only took about 11 snaps, if I'm not mistaken. But based on what you saw, how did he look with that transition? A little awkward. Like I said, I've known Will a little while. He looked okay. And I'm not, you know, going to, I think after this next game, they'll play some more snaps and we'll get a better feel for him. But he looked a little awkward at times with his foot placement and just traveling a little, a little wider than I thought he should on a couple sets. But again, I think Will is such a wide body individual. He can soak up some of that uh, over movement with his width and his natural girth. So, you know, I, I like him on the right side, even though, you know, he's only played left and, in his whole career, high school and college career. I like him on the right side because I think he'll block better off for the run on that side and he'll be able to come up the ball, I think, with a little bit more 
more uh, power over there. So it, like I, said, I, I think he'll be fine. I just I want to get one more game in me before before I start getting overly critical of anybody right now. Yeah, but right now I think it's safe to say between the injuries, the retirement. I mean, the only guy they basically brought in to replace any of these guys is is Larson, and uh, he just got here. And you know, meanwhile they had the two retirements. They've got some injuries now, and pretty certain that they're going to bring in some more depth. I know. I said to Judge, I said, "Look, it's kind of obvious you're going to have to do it. You can't you can't hide it anymore." And and uh, he said, "Yeah, you're right." And he said, he's, "At this point, you know, we bring guys in." And uh, we worry about the installs. We don't worry about going back and teaching them the entire playbook. So don't go away just yet, Giant fans. Plenty more coming up on today's Locked on Giants episode. But first, get all the latest news, odds, info, and sign-up bonuses for all your sporting needs by heading over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. When you open an account and use our special promo code Locked On, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are on the Locked On Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trainer, and I'm joined by David Turner. He is a former NFL scout. He's right now recovering from a uh, procedure, not being lazy, as he said in the beginning of the show. And uh, David's going to fingers crossed health if he's up to it. Uh, David will hopefully be with me for the entire preseason. We'll get his expert take on what we see in the Giants preseason game. So happy to have him with us. Happy to have you with us, Giant fans. David, let's talk about the rest of the offense before we flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Now, the Giants, obviously, they were without their starters. Daniel Jones didn't play. Um, Running backs, they're still trying to sort out whether it's going to be Corey Clement or is it going to be Devonta Booker. It looks like it's going to be Booker, despite the fact that Clement has had the better camp, although Clement did have that big fumble. Um, You know, the receivers, that's, that's going to be an interesting battle. So let's go to the receiver thing there. David Sills had statistically, I think he was the Giants leading receiver, but, and if I could just quick check the stats here, I've got my stat book in front of me, David Sills, I believe one of his, he went three of five, I think, let me just see, here it is. Yeah. Three of five for 49 yards. His long was 37. Didn't play special teams. Um, from what you saw of David Sills, does this guy have a legitimate chance, you think, of making this roster? Or is, is this just kind of smoke and mirrors at this point? No, I think he's got a shot. I just think they're deep there. You know, what they did in the uh, offseason and different places in the draft, I think they're deep there. So it's going to be hard for them to make it. I, I, I like him, though. Um, but without playing a lot of special teams, I mean, this is a guy, that fifth spot is like a David Tyree, right? You got to play. All the special uh, all the special teams, you got to be a, a terror on them. You just can't be a guy. So I think it's going to be hard for him to you know make the team without showing more special teams here in the in the preseason. I liked his game last night. I thought he did some good things. One thing though, he he got pushed off his route tree a couple times and made it hard harder um, harder uh, passing windows for the quarterback to get it into him. Now, if he could correct that, and, you know, that's a correctable thing. It's just learning how to, you know, get back on your line after the DB's gotten physical with you. If you can, if he, if he can do that, he's got a good big catch radius, good concentration, soft hands. I mean, lots, lots to like about the young man. Yeah. And uh, 
last night his snap counts, I think he was in the slot just once, if I'm not mistaken, mainly an outside type of guy. I mean, you know, it's funny. I was talking with somebody about David Sills and they said that, you know, they didn't want to compare him to Kenny Galladay because Kenny Galladay, obviously a, a tremendous talent, but in terms of fit, I guess, for the offense, that Sills is more of a, like a poor man's ex receiver. I, I don't know if you agree with that or not. I mean, definitely not a slot guy per se, because he's got the size and, and, you know, the, the skills that would, you know, if you were putting together a football team from scratch and he was your only option, you would say, okay, David, you are an ex receiver. I mean, do you see that as, as his primary fit or can you see him potentially taking on more of a slot role or, or different? No, I like him right there. Like you were saying, I like him in the outside ex receiver role. I, I think that's a very good um, role for him. I think he has a lot of the traits that people in this style of offense look for, you know, and again, if, being honest, if the guy lands on the practice squad and he's developing behind, you know, some folks, it, it might not be a bad thing because, again, unless he's going to play a lot of special teams, you know, you can't just be a one-trick pony in the NFL. You have to be able to, you know, play a lot of spots and play special teams and do things. But I think he has a lot of potential there at that X receiver spot. I, I, I like him there a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think that's his fit too. But, you know, special teams, look, if you're at the bottom of the roster, you got to contribute there. And, you know, that was by design, according to head coach Joe Judge, why Sills didn't play special teams. Um, so we'll see if he gets to do that moving forward. Now, before we move off the offense, I want to talk about tight end because that's a position that's not getting a whole lot of discussion, but they're kind of thin there. You know, Kyle Rudolph still is is on pup as we record this. Um, last night, Cole Hikatini uh, suffered mm-hmm. an injury. Levine Toilolo is done for the season. They're getting kind of thin at that that tight end spot. And quite frankly, even if they do, you know, or I shouldn't say even if they they will get him back, but when they get Rudolph back, what are the odds that, you know, both he and Evan Ingram are going to make it through a 17-game season together? I, I'm not so sure I would take those odds right now if I were a betting person. That said, were there anybody else, you know, amongst the tight ends, Caden Smith, uh, Nakia Griffin-Stewart, anybody else that kind of jumped out at you at that position? You know, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say anybody wowed me there last night. Um, you know, I think, again, without being overly critical for the first game, there there were some, some traits that each one of them represented, but I wasn't like, wow, here's the next guy or here's a guy that I can get on board with and be excited about. But unlike the offensive line coming free, tight ends are going to come free. You're going to see some tight ends. You might even find a team that has three or four tight ends that are all pretty good and they'll be willing to trade you one. And you can get a tight end up to speed during the season, the first couple of weeks. Again, we had a 17-week season here. So, you know, I think the Patriots a couple of years ago went one in three or one in four, and then they wound up winning the Super Bowl you know, uh, that year. I mean, you got to say it's a long season. I know you want to come out of the game, out of the gates hot and come out of training camp, like with all the answers, but with the waiver wire, with trades and the deadlines and everything and the 17 week season, you, you know, you can drop the first three games. Honestly, you can start 0 and three and still make the playoffs. You can still go to the Super Bowl. So don't just let them work it out. And one thing I saw about the game last night, it's a Joe judge team. They played all four quarters. All four quarters the team played. All four quarters the, the the guys were hustling. Every every depth chart ranking, first, third, third, whatever. They all played tough. 
And that's something I really appreciate about Joe. He gets the most out of every guy and everybody, every guy gives him everything he's got. Look at the little running back from uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kid was awesome last night. I enjoyed watching him play. And, you know, here's the European guy who's not supposed to be doing anything, ripped off the longest play from scrimmage, I think 45 yard run or something out of the end zone. And, you know, it's just like, I think Shaq Barkley was more, uh, more excited for him than anybody on the sidelines. He was over there hyping him up and things. So again, I enjoy watching the Giants play last night. I don't want to get too, you know, as we go through game two and three, we'll get more critical. And as cuts come down the line, we'll get more critical. But I think tight end is a spot they might be able to find some gems on the on the waiver wire or make a, a trade for a guy that they might really want um, because people might want to free up some capital or something. Giant fans, we have plenty more coming up on this edition of the Locked On Giants podcast. But first, Built Bar is a healthy, low-carb, low-sugar, and high-protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Choose from nine amazing flavors plus the occasional limited-time offering available in nut and nut-free varieties. Visit BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your first order. Plenty more coming up on today's Locked On Giants podcast, Giant fans. But first, no matter what you need for your car or truck, Rock Auto is sure to have it in its extensive online catalog. RockAuto.com offers brand name parts for every make, model, and manufacturer at highly competitive prices and ships right to your door. Visit RockAuto.com and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. That's RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. David, let's turn to the defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, all the starters were uh, out. We got to see Aziz Ojulari. I know he's a guy that you liked. Um, so let's start there. What did you see from his game and what, where does he still have room to grow? I think he has some room to grow with his strength. I think he has to leverage some, you know, he has to work on his leverage and strength a little bit. But his first step and his quickness, uh, his hand use was well last night, freed up off blocks. So I think, you know, you saw a, a, a talented young man in his first game getting his first live reps. So I think, you know, it's going to I bet you this coming week, I think they, uh, who they play the Browns or somebody this week. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a different, I think he'll come in going, man, okay, here we go. Learned a few things and you'll see a little bit more support not surprising stuff, but more, uh, more polished rushes and different things. Now he's got some reps. Cause he only, I don't think he played that many reps last night. I don't think he was under 20 or so. So, you know, again, only getting about 20 live reps. It's a guy that I think he'll do more or he'll do better with live live reps. So I'm excited what I saw out of him last night. I think the raw tools were on display again. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I like Ojolari. I, I think he's, he's going to probably be the top, rookie producer from this class, you know, Kadarius Tony, um, dealing with an injury. He's had a really, really weird start to the summer between COVID, you know, landing on the COVID list and then, you know, being, having his workload ramped up and now whatever it is he's dealing with. I mean, Joe judge didn't say what it was, but he hasn't really worked the last week. So, but I think Ojolari is the guy to keep an eye on for sure from this rookie class and another guy to keep an eye on from the rookie class is Rodarius Williams. And this is a guy, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think to expect much from him because I figured the depth in front of him was going to keep him kind of pressed down. But this kid's been 
turning some heads. I mean, what did you see from him? No, Williams, I thought, you know, again, great. I thought what was impressed me about Williams, because I didn't know much about him, remember, during the draft show. I didn't know much about his technique. I liked his technique. I thought he was really impressive, polished type uh, player. So for me, I was surprised by that to see a player that came out of the draft with great technique, great polish to his game, good ball awareness and skills and traits to, to go get, you know, make, make some breaks and good uh, instincts, I should say, also. I mean, the kid showed a good feel for football last night between the lines. So, but the technique and the polishedness of what, uh, what, uh, how he pulled everything off was surprising to me because I didn't really know him much. Would you say, I mean, with rookies, I know everybody's different, but to me, it looks like some of these rookies are a little further ahead than what you would expect. You know, Ojolari, Williams, um, you know, those are really the two guys I think who are really popping out because they've been out there for pretty much for, for most of the snaps. I mean, we haven't seen Ellerson Smith yet because he's been dealing with a hammy, um, you know, and that think, disappointed you, me because I want to yeah. see Ellerson. I, I'm excited about Ellerson. No, I agree with you, but uh, I don't know how much they're going to get from him. The more time he misses, you know, the worse that is for him. But my question to you is, is are you kind of surprised that, you know, Ojulari and Williams are maybe a little bit further ahead than maybe the where you would expect a rookie to be at this point? Um, you know, I think they got a lot of OTAs and normalcy this year, right? So it wasn't like last year. They got more normalcy. Now they got preseason games. So, you know, I'm not so surprised. And when you talk about Ojolari and and he came from Georgia, so he's a big time program guy. You know, again, Smith to me, I I didn't know much of him and and whatever. So I was really surprised and I was I was happily surprised last night to see him play. And, you know, I think you know, Dave put a real emphasis on getting smart players and making sure they were professionals. And, you know, I, I think we're seeing a couple guys here that have really attacked the off season and the playbook and, you know, coach Graham, let's talk about coach Graham. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's got his boys ready to go. I mean, the backups last night, look, look at Coughlin last night, mm-hmm. I mean, that sucker was everywhere. I mean, he was making plays in the passing game, run game. He was shooting gaps. I mean, up front, the boys were all dialed in. Moa and, and the backup D linemen were shooting and getting gaps going. And so, you know, I enjoyed the Giants game last night a lot, you know, and I was like, here we go. The, you know, Giants defense is dialed up and Coach Graham's got them, got them ready to go. Like It's the first week and he was coaching the hell out of them into the fourth quarter. He was still coaching them up tough. So it was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. You mentioned Carter Coughlin, who – his versatility on the outside and then, and then on, you know, moving to the inside. I mean, he's had a really, really good camp, but you know what my favorite play was by the defense. It's, it's one of those blink and you'll miss it type of plays when Ojulari went head up against Mekhi Becton and literally, you know, tossed him aside to make a tackle. It was, it was great. I mean, Becton outweighs him by about over a hundred pounds, I think. And, And this kid just, the will that he showed, I was like, whoa, man, that is so awesome. Yeah, and he's just going to get better. I mean, just better. And the, a good play last night also was uh, the de- what was the defensive end that they got from uh, Minnesota, Ify? Oh, Ifedi Odenabo. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he set the edge really hard, and Coughlin came over top and made the tackle. But it was a perfect play. Moa and, and, and Adifi 
set the edge. And then Coughlin, when it spilled outside, was right there to clean it up. And for a scout like me watching the, you know, those three work so well together and tie up blocks so the linebacker could shoot and get in there. I was like, man, that if they do that all year, man, they're going to have a heck of a defense because that is good coaching. That is sound play. That is selfless play by the, the, the two up front taking on the blocks so the linebacker can make the play. I mean, that's how you play team defense. And there were several plays like that last night where, you know, again, the coaching staff really had these guys knowing what they were supposed to do. Indeed. Now, David, overall, offense, defense, special teams, what other areas really kind of popped out at you and had you saying, yeah, they're on the right track here? Yeah, I think defense every – I love the defense as I sit here. I, I, I could say the defense is dialed in. Special teams, um, I don't think we know special teams during preseason because, again, you don't know who's going to make the team and how everybody's going to fit in. And like you heard last night, Coach, or I guess this morning, Coach Judge said it was by design that the kid didn't play, you know, on special teams because he was going to be our starting next for this game and what. So I, it's hard to put a grade on the special teams right now. I didn't really get excited about it, but it was okay. And an offense, you know, the – the offensive line needs to get cleaned up. And, you know, if we don't get a better grade on the offensive line, it's going to be a long, long year. Yeah. Now, besides offensive line, what other areas left you saying, okay, we need to see a little bit better play out of them? I mean, again, keeping in mind, I know it was the backups. And a lot of people say, well, you've got to take that into consideration. But my argument is, is with backups, they got to, if they ever get pressed into action, you can't have them, you know, you can't have as big of a drop-off from the starters to the backups. And I think there was enough of a, a drop-off. It's early, mind you, but uh, I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit, you know, especially on offense. I, I was concerned with the way the offense played. But that said, what did you see that besides the offensive line, which we we can all agree was a, a problem, that has you maybe a little concerned at this point? I'm not a huge fan of the backup quarterbacks. I'll be honest with you. Like for me, I'm not a big fan of these backup quarterbacks they have right now. I I have to see a bigger jump for, for me to be more comfortable um, with who they have there in that room, you know, Um, but offensive line and quarterback were the two areas last night. I was just not overly impressed with or excited about uh, the depth at wide receiver. I think's there. I think we have good backup running back status and, and players um, tight end, like you <clears throat> addressed what's thin, <clears throat> but the defense to me was really sound and solid. The kicker, the punter, um, the long snappers were solid in my mind for game one, you know, training camp preseason one. But if the quarterbacks and offensive line, tight ends don't show growth in the next few weeks, then it could be. And again, you got 17 weeks. It could be a long season. Yeah. Good point. Because offensive line and tight ends, they work together with the run blocking and the pass pro. And you're right. They've got to, they've got to address those two areas. Those are two big, big areas of concern for me at any rate. I mean, offensive line, like I said, I think we can all agree on, on that, but tight end, especially with the injuries, you know, Levine Toilolo, you could say what you want about him, but he was a blocker and, you know, Caden Smith can block, you know, Hikatini can block, but you know, who knows how long he's going to be out with his injury and, you know, who knows when they're going to get 
Kyle Rudolph back? And is he going to be able to block the way he, you know, is known to block so many question marks at that tight end spot. And, you know, I'm just shocked that nobody's really talking about it. I think, you know, tight ends are kind of a lost uh, artwork, art form. And so like, as long as you have one of them, a lot of times people just go, Oh, you got this guy. Like when we were in Carolina, we had, you know, Greg Olson. When I was in New York, we had Shockey. When I was, you know, different places, we had one. And that's what you talked about. And that's how you knew them. So as long as you have one, a lot of people feel comfortable. But as soon as that one's gone, that offense really, really hurts. So for me, I think, and I know Dave pretty well. I think him and his crew, Kenny and, you know, Kevin Abrams and them are on the, on the horn talking to different teams about who's got some depth at tight end that they might be able to, you know, acquire or maybe pick up a young guy coming in and be able to get that depth built up again. It's 17 weeks. Tight ends a place where I think you can make some moves early and it'll pay off for you later. Offensive line, you need to address like a heart attack, like right now. Yeah, for sure. Because if you don't have that offensive line, it doesn't matter who you have at tight end or quarterback or running back. It's just going to be a long season if they don't get that together. And, you know, final question for you, David. I mean, somebody actually asked me this. I don't think this is the case. I'll put it to you since you know scouting a lot better than I do. Is Rob Sale in over his head right now with coaching this group? I don't think he is. I think, you know, he's got a good reputation as a teacher, but some people have said to me, well, you know, he's coming from the college ranks where it's a little, you know, it's a lot different, a lot simpler. But, you know, then I look at the fact that they have Pat Flaherty, who's been an offensive line coach in the NFL for a number of years. Ben Wilkerson, who not only is, has been in the coaching ranks for a number of years, but played the game. I wouldn't go so far as to say Rob Sale is in over his head, but what do you think about, you know, that whole setup? No, I wouldn't say he's over his head yet. I mean, you know, you're just getting there. You're just getting this crew together. I mean, you guys, last night was the first trial by fire. Let him, let's see what he, how the mistakes he's corrected. Let's see what week two and week three look like in preseason. Hell, let's look, let's wait till the first four games in regular season. There's a lot of live fire. Last night, we saw a lot of base defenses. You know, Robert Sala wasn't blitzing a lot. He wasn't bringing all the heat that he usually does. Um, so I think you really, I mean, everybody wants to rush to decision, rush to judgment. They want to, you know, put put a sticker on somebody and make that the final word so fast. It's And in football, you can't do that. You really got to let the young men and the coaches create their chemistry, get into the live fire, and then start seeing how it works. You know, if you don't give a coach or a player four or five weeks in the regular season, you really just don't know them yet. You know, you really – you can't rush the decisions in football. You really can't. So I don't think he's over his head. And, and I'm just – you know, I'm excited to see what he does, make the corrections, and move forward next week. And into week three, and then, like I said, let's open the pre or open the regular season and and see what the O line really looks like. You know, Dave was really hardcore about liking the young guys on the offensive line, so you know he sees he sees uh, potential there. I just I'm not of the same mindset right now, so I don't think a lot of people are. But uh, time will tell. I mean, they know them better than we do at this point, having seen them every day in practice and you know done their homework on them but uh 
time will tell. And hopefully, like I said, that group comes together because if they don't, then it doesn't matter what Jason Garrett does. It doesn't matter what Daniel Jones does. It's going to be a long, long year. So hopefully they bring it together. David, my friend, always appreciate you. Uh, thank you for being a trooper and coming on, despite the fact, you know, you were a little under the weather. We appreciate that. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, feel free to look up at Mav, M-A-V underscore sports, at Mav underscore sports, and follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, the podcast is weekly. You know, come come download Mav Sports Take and listen to Rock, Ryan Roberts and I take on the business of football. We talk about trades and why things are happening behind the scenes that happen behind the scenes. So appreciate the support. I appreciate you having me on and being understanding that I was uh, kind of laid up and had to do this from the horizontal position. But uh, I love talking football with you and talking Giants football. So thank you for having me on. Oh, always, my friend. And we'll do this again next week, I assume, right? Yes. And hopefully I'll be upright by then. <laughs> Listen, you are a trooper. You you really are. I mean, if you could get through it, you know, I could get through what my grief over the dog. So appreciate you. Giant fans, appreciate you. Don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with Twitter Tuesday. If you have questions, check out the show notes where to send your questions and uh, we will get them on the program as always. For David Turner, I am Patricia Trainer. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you again tomorrow.